You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, it's now time for mine and Brian's personal favorite part of each episode, and that's where we turn this over to you guys for your questions and the Twitter mailbag. And Brian, the most common question I got this week in the uh, tweet that I sent out uh, soliciting questions I think the most common thing I got was in regards to Denzel Mims and people asking about the Jets receiver, the former Baylor product, who it's been announced that uh, his agent basically, his, his agent Ron Slavin has basically said, we're ready to get out of town, ready to go for a trade. I know they liked Mims when he was coming out. Uh, they've got a great relationship with Ron Slavin, the agent. Uh, they've got a terrible relationship with the uh, GM there, Joe Douglas. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, w- would you think they'd consider Denzel Mims at all? I know when when we interviewed uh, Ian Rappaport on 105 Through the Fan uh, last week in the wake of the Tyron injury, Denzel Mims was the name that he brought up when he said, hey, some receivers, maybe they look at Denzel Mims. So would Mims be a guy that you'd be interested in or you think that they would potentially call about? Kind of feel like they like the guys they have, but – Man, Mims, he he has some. I mean, we're in this game against the Giants this past weekend, right? Didn't he have so he was pretty productive, if I'm right? I didn't yeah. see the final numbers and stuff on him, but yeah, I mean, that, you know, that, it always goes back to it always goes back to what you have to give up and what's the end game for all this. Yeah, you get a get a pretty talented receiver there, kid that goes and makes plays, but. You know, and maybe a change of scenery does him some good. I just kind of wonder if the Cowboys are to the point they're like, listen, we'll we'll just ride with these guys we got right now. Now, they've got some compensatory picks, I believe, if the formula holds true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they could they could afford to shuffle off a, a pick or two, knowing that they're going to get a compensatory pick or two out of this whole thing, what they just did. So I'm uh of the belief that. They would probably sit on what they have, but 
why would the Jets just give him away? That's one of those, especially if the guy is, you know, I'm sure there's some some teams that have pretty good reports on him. And I know these, you know, there's probably some people digging in on, you know, what's the problem with the Jets, you know, but uh, I know that's just kind of a roundabout answer. I just kind of don't feel like that they would do that right now, unless the Jets actually called and said, or yeah, the Jets called the Cowboys and said, hey, you could have this guy 4A. You know, and what is that for? Is that a fourth round pick, third round pick? You know, what is that pick? So, you know, that's unless you can trade, maybe there, maybe again, we talked about surplus. Sure. But I, I don't feel like the wide receiver at this point is the most important thing. I think finding that swing tackle will be the most important thing. Uh, keeping on that line of thinking, then the question from uh, Garrett Calderon. What's more likely? They pick up an offensive tackle, a wide receiver, both or none at all. Ryan, I think you're uh, tackle. Yeah, I, I think they have to, regardless of if it's a starter or if it's just more depth, they have to get another body in there at tackle. I think so too. And this is where after week one you go for the veteran guy, whether it's an Eric Fisher, whether it's a Jason Peters, and 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 maybe you know maybe the Tyler Smith start against Tampa. They find a way to. You know, to help him, protect him, I mean, much like what they did with Steele. You know, they, they these next few practices, and what what's kind of making this tough is Tyler Smith has an ankle injury, and yeah. I was listening to I was listening to uh, people talk about you know talk about it this weekend, and you know, like you know, when are we going to know? And I think they were waiting through this weekend to figure that out, to figure out if, you know, where, where that thing really is. And so maybe the next couple of days we'll know the extent. Is it something that, okay, he can come back and, you know, here quickly, or is this something that's going to be more long-term? But the fact that Stephen Jones has talked about him being the starter kind of hints to me that they feel like that they've, they probably got to probably going to have that under control. Question here from uh, one of our loyal listeners, Dr. Mark. He says, is there any concern that the Cowboys are setting Tyler Smith up for failure by having him play a position he didn't really get offseason reps at, which Stephen Jones, you heard him there. Left tackle. I mean, he played played left tackle in his college career. He did. Left tackle. And he played against Ohio State at left tackle. I mean, he's played against good competition. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like he's been a, a center and then they're shifting him to tackle. He's played left tackle in his life. This sure. Not they're not setting him up for anything. They the plan was to 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 one day play him, and like Stephen Jones said, that day that crossing that bridge is today. It's not week eight or week ten. It's crossing that bridge now. So I'm sorry, I'm not mean to be yelling here. No, but no, no, I get you. I he played left tackle at Tulsa. He's played. It just hasn't been in the NFL. And like I said, he's played at the Horseshoe at Ohio State. So he's played some big games, you know. Right, it's right, right. Not gonna but, be a problem for him. But we also, for instance, we were impressed that 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 Matt Willetsko didn't struggle because he hasn't practiced much this offseason at tackle, even though he played there at college. So I think it's just a similar question: Is are we concerned about rust, given that he really hasn't had tackle reps in pads since you know December or whatever it is? It's well, been a while. Th- th- we have no and, choice. And, and, and if, if if he and this is the the bigger part of the question: if he struggles. Do we have any concern for confidence damage for Tyler Smith 
or Dr. Mark wants to know, is he wired to handle that? I personally think everything we know about him, he's tough. He's mentally yeah, tough. He's okay. really tough. He'll be fine. Yeah, I, this kid is not, you know, I, I, I just want to hear what that, what his ankle injury, I want to hear if that's okay. I don't want, I don't need him being limited uh, playing left tackle. I don't need him playing on 80%. You know, I need him somewhere in that 92 to 93 range. Yeah, and and I think it's important to remember Tyron Smith struggled a great deal as a rookie. Yeah. Tyron Smith w- w- was not great right out of the gate. And you talk about, again, somebody who was very athletic, very strong, really young. It's a very similar profile in that sense to Tyler Smith. So I think even if he struggles, there just needs to be some patience with this is still a very young player who's coming along. The, the traits are there for him to be a really good football player. Dak, Dak knows. Dak knows what's going on at that left tackle. He knows what's going on at, at right tackle as well. He understands what's ahead of him. Question here from Jake that I like because I think we talked about or we've talked here about guys that, man, this guy was on the bubble, but he played his way on. Who are some guys, Jake wants to know, who started as a lock to make the roster but now maybe seems unlikely or maybe seems like they're on the bubble? Uh, I, I think there's a couple guys you can talk about. The guy that I'm a little – not certain of right now is John Ridgeway. That was a guy I thought was a total lock early, and now I just I'm not sure what to think. Yeah, he he struggled a little bit in that football game. The other, I think there was one good play that he had. It, he just was not getting off blocks like you need to. He, you know, you, you talk about the physicality which you play defensive tackle with, especially the one technique. There was no violence to his game. There was a lot of grabbing, holding, clutching, you know, not getting rid of guys, not playing with power. And we've seen guys like Bohanna and stuff just get rid of guys or get up the field and be disruptive. It's a lot of a lot of with Ridgeway, a lot of standing up, a lot of catching blocks, and then trying to kind of overpower his guy. And then he gets pulled or turned or, you know, kind of moved out of the hole. So yeah, I uh I think they will probably protect the draft there. I was talking to some people like, listen, don't be surprised that, you know, how many one techniques going to carry, you know, you're going to carry, you know, especially with, with, you know, we mentioned Neville Gallimore and stuff like that, or we t- we're going to talk about Neville Gallimore, I think, you know, with him being involved, but you know, that's how many guys, I mean, if you, you you're going to carry three, one techniques, basically, you're going to carry two, how many are you going to carry? So uh, that, that spot might be a, uh, something to uh, to keep an eye on on Tuesday. Yeah, and and I think another name to mention, Brian, I don't know if you had him as a lock when training camp started. I did. Um, and now, whether he's IR'd or not, I just think he's on the outside looking in right now. That's Sean McEwen. I thought McEwen was for sure on the roster when training camp started, and, and now I, I think it's unlikely, whether that's because of IR or because they just can only carry three tight ends and they like Hendershot and Ferguson better. Yeah, I mean, those young kids, those rookies have played really, really well. And, they, they, you know, McEwen, they talk about him all the time. They really do. They they love – but they're also talking about Hendershot and and Ferguson a, a lot more. I don't know how you keep four tight ends. Now, maybe it's a situation where, uh, you know, he, he – when we talked about the – he's got PCL strain, and that might be a situation where – uh, that PCL strain uh, turns into maybe some IR situations. So uh, maybe being on the roster, then getting put on IR the following the following day. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Yeah, I think that that's a, a reasonable expectation. And, and that kind of we, we had gotten a question uh, from Trenton Baldwin asking, what do we think the tight end room will look like? I think that right there kind of explains it. Hendershot, Ferguson, Schultz. I think that that's yeah. a, a safe bet. Uh Here's a question, uh, Brian, from Rob. He wants to know, what are the chances of Turpin scoring a non-special teams touchdown this season? I think it happens. I, I think I think he there's, a, you know, with them using him in these kind of, you know, uh, these reverses or or these jet sweeps or and even giving him a couple routes and just seeing how dynamic he is with the ball. And I think he, he touches the ball on offense at some point and breaks one. At least one. I think that you're going to get uh, you're going to get a red zone screen with him, something like that, where they they motion him across. They got blockers on the outside, and then he just turns and catches the ball. And then they've got numbers, and then he just finds a way to get an 18 yard touchdown, something like that. I could I could definitely see that. He had a chance, like I said the other day, if Cooper Rush doesn't get hit in the back, that he's going to throw the ball to Turpin. It's going to be a touchdown. I mean, he he ran a great route to get open and there was separation immediately as he ran through the defense. So wouldn't be surprised to come back to a play like that. Question uh, for Mario. And, and we'll obviously dive into this a little bit more, but just a, a brief preview since I think everybody's now kind of feeling like, ah, oh, preseason's over. we got regular season. Mario says we can finally talk about matchups. What are you guys looking forward to for week one versus the bucks to me? Trenches. The way the the Buccaneers offensive line is banged up right now and how impressive the Cowboys defensive line looks, that's that's exciting to me. But also on that flip side, we saw just how much that Bucks defensive line was a factor last year with with Vea causing so many problems for the Cowboys on the interior. So with, with obviously some instability on the Cowboys offensive line as well, I think it's whose patchwork offensive line shows more stability. The team that does that, I think, probably is is the you know, ends up winning that football. Well, can the Cowboys secondary cover Tampa Bay's receivers? They're skilled guys. That's going to be a big, big question here. You know, we've seen we we really have in practice. We've seen guys like Anthony Brown practice really well. Jordan Lewis should be okay. Uh, the, you know, the guy that's really really shined of uh, the guys that's played the game has been Bland, but Diggs, yeah. you know, Diggs, Lewis, uh, Brown, Bland. Uh, those guys are going to have to show up in that football game because hopefully the pressure is there with you talk about with the banged up uh, Tampa offensive line. Tom Brady's one of the best in the league when it comes to getting rid of the football. So you have got to find a way uh, to, to handle that on the outside in this game. And uh, that, that'll do it for our questions. Just before we wrap up here, I do want to uh, take some time uh, before we uh, finish this podcast. I saw the, uh, the news one of our, our our former buddies is is hurting today uh taylor stern formerly of dallascowboys.com her father uh passed away uh and taylor somebody that i think a lot of us are still uh really close with and really good friends with and and we all think really highly of her and so uh just sending good vibes to taylor and thinking of her and uh sending prayers her way uh as she's dealing with the loss of her dad so uh taylor yeah. we love you and uh we're thinking about you 
Yeah, her father, uh, when we all worked together with DallasCowboys.com, I loved being around her father. And uh, a true American hero, fighter pilot, airline pilot, guy that loved to, you know, just always had a smile on his face, loved being around people, was just a joy. Um, you know, Taylor, uh, her sister, you know, her mom, it, it's a, it's a very, very difficult time for them. And, you know, I, I, te- I sent her a text this morning, you know, sending my thoughts and prayers as well. So uh, uh, that's tough. But, man, she had a dad that was uh, he was a real warrior and uh, she should be proud of that. The, the real life Maverick. And, and uh, uh, that, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, well, that does it for us. We will talk to you guys again on Wednesday with reactions to this final roster. Well, what we know the final roster to be and then some of the changes that we'll we'll try to anticipate from there uh we'll talk to you guys then